0: I'd like to welcome all of our listeners to another mini episode of the London Lyceum. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Stefaniak.
1: And I'm your other host, Brandon Askew.
0: And again, this is our reviews and resources monthly episode. We try to go over a couple books or journal articles in 15 minutes or less to potentially introduce you to maybe some new material that is recently out there that we think is interesting or worth looking at, um, or maybe some older stuff that we've just discovered for whatever reason and thought we might pass along to you because maybe you haven't discovered it either uh and if you have maybe you wanted some comments on it i don't know um as a reminder this reviews and resources i mean we bring books that we disagree with that we don't agree with or that we do agree with so it's it's not like a hard and fast rule of these are all good books they may be bad books that we talk about they may be mediocre books um and before I get into it, I do want to say thank you for all the positive feedback we've been receiving on the podcast recently. Uh, a lot of really kind, gracious people out there have been saying really good stuff, and it, it honestly it surprises me a little bit because I don't feel like I'm that smart or articulate, and I'm sure Brandon feels the same way.
1: We just get the good guests, man. That's what it is. But
0: yeah, I know it's we're we're riding on the coattails um, of other guests. That's
1: fine uh, by me. It's like I say, the the less that I have to talk, the better off we are. So
0: that's right my wife's been watching a lot of survivor and you know it's always like the people who like are not really good at the game they just ride people's coattails till the end and then they have to tell some fabricated story of why they deserve it um i feel like that person a lot of times on these episodes but what really amazes me is that we actually have been getting a lot more listeners so thank you for tuning in Um, hopefully you'll keep tuning in uh, especially since we don't post anything like "watch this before it gets taken down," um, that usually gets people to watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we 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 don't really we don't, do we, hot takes,
1: and we don't beg for five star reviews and stuff like that. But you could leave us a review. If you like,
0: <laughs> I think I've begged one time, maybe twice. I don't know. Um, I don't even know what that really does. I just hear other podcasters who are big do it. So I, I guess maybe it just know.
1: moves you up. Like when people search certain topics, like your podcast will come up. I don't know. But
0: yeah. You know. Well, I guess two more quick things. Number one, uh, as a reminder, we want to be compassionate confessional, compassionate and confessional here on the podcast. Uh, so that's probably one of the reasons that I think we avoid hot takes. I think James 3.17 is a good motto for how we want to handle ourselves. Um, just the this idea of being peaceable, gentle, open to reason, which clearly we're not always that. Um, I think I was probably not super great at that today myself in the online <laughs> world, so I like signed myself off um, before I said anything more stupid. Um, but yeah, as far as this review stuff goes, um, I've got a I've got a couple um, books that are in various disciplines, which I think is part of the fun of this, because we got a lot of different listeners yep. who have various interests and various um, giftings, you know, we've got our confessional Baptists who are good at their stuff. We've got some analytic theologians who are good at their stuff. And I don't know if there's a lot of cross-pollination. So it's, I think it's really fun to be able to, to just kind of recommend various differing, um, books. So Brandon, I'll let you go first and then I'll go with mine.
1: Yeah. So, uh, this book is, if you've been online recently, I mean, there's been a lot of buzz about it. Um, it's, uh, Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland and the subtitle is, uh, the heart of Christ for sinners and sufferers. And, you know, you mentioned how we have our confessional listeners and our Baptist listeners and our analytic listeners. And like, this is a book that, you know, if you're a Christian, like, or if you're not a Christian, this is a book that, you know, you need to read because I mean, it really does, um, make you think about the person of Christ and his heart for you in a, in a, in a different way. Like it doesn't, he, Every time you think, oh, maybe he should like qualify that or something, you know, <laughs> he just keeps going. Like, and that's, I think what we need, you know, I'm, I'm usually pretty skeptical, like about when I read, uh, you know, the endorsements on the back of a book and stuff. And I think, eh, you know, you're saying this is the best book you ever read or whatever. And I'm thinking it's probably not, but this actually really is, uh, that good of a book. And I'm probably going to go back and read it again pretty soon. So I would encourage everybody to check it out
0: awesome. So you finished it already? Yep. I have. Oh, yep.
1: I finished it. I I've shot it. Shared stuff with a few people from church. Um, I mean, it's just so good. It does get a little bit repetitive at, at points, but I mean, not like, you know, so bad where like, it's like, don't, don't read it or something. I mean, it's just uh, a few times you'll think maybe he's just saying the same thing in a different way, but it's things that we need to hear more than once anyway. So it's, it's really good.
0: Right. Yeah. I think I'm only five chapters in, but, um, I think the repetitive thing might be a fair criticism, but um, that said, I think people in our circle probably need more of the gentle and lowly uh, reminders than others. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I know like my own soul like needed to hear a lot of the stuff in here. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just, it's definitely something that I don't think our specific, tribe does a good job of mm-hmm. of, of, emphasizing. So um it, it is good for us to to pause and think about.
0: Yeah, that's good. So I guess I'll start with this one. Um there was a dust up on, on Twitter about analytic theology um I don't know, like a week or two ago. And I'm pretty sure I liked every single tweet that was like pro analytic theology for the most part. <laughs> but You're one of those that's, guys,
1: yep. You don't yeah. jump into it. You just like everybody on one side. Oh, come yeah. on.
0: You go in the DMs, you, you can see what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a helpful book, if you're interested in understanding what it is. So if you haven't been engaged with it, you don't know what it's going on. Uh, it's very cheap um, and it's very readable. It's, a, it's called An Invitation to Analytic Christian Theology by Tom McCall. And he kind of goes over what it is and then gives some case studies. And I think he does... A, a really good job of explaining it and presenting it in its best light. So I, I would highly recommend if you're not familiar with what analytic theology is, grab this book. I think it's a good introduction.
1: Cool. I don't have any more books. So if you got, I just got articles. So if you want to keep going on books.
0: Okay. So other books, I have, I just finished this last week and we interviewed him, Mark Cortez, resourcing theological anthropology. So you'll hear his interview here in probably a few months. We're ahead of schedule. But I thought this book was really, really interesting. And I do want to call it out here um, just because he's got some really unique chapters. He covers a lot of ground. And I think our listeners who are interested in this topic or even not interested in it would find this, he he writes in a a, a very smooth way where I think you don't have to be a scholar to understand what he's doing. Uh, So pastors and even lay people are going to really benefit from this. So a couple examples, he talks about sexuality. He talks about race. He talks about um, death. He talks about um, the fallenness of of Christ's human nature, potentially, if there's a debate on that, we're actually interviewing somebody on that soon. He talks about the image of God. So some really, some really, really interesting stuff in that book. I think you'd like it. Um, One that, I imagine less of our listeners are going to be familiar with. uh, And I don't know how much they're going to agree with anything that it says, but it's super interesting. So it's called Divine Bodies Resurrecting Perfection in the New Testament and Early Christianity by Candida R. Moss. And it's, I think it's really fascinating. So she's got sections on or chapters on identity, integrity, functionality, aesthetic and aesthetics. And it's all really relating really to, I guess, the nature of the human person in the New Testament and like external texts that are going on concurrently during that period that kind of, I guess, give more flavor to the meaning of texts. And I thought it was some really interesting stuff, talking about disability, talking about Different things like that. I think it's a fascinating book. I disagreed with a good amount of it, but it was really thought provoking, which I like books that provoke your thoughts, whether you agree with them or not. I don't think that's super relevant um, all the time, but I think you'd really enjoy it. And then the last one that I want to recommend, I tweeted this out a little while ago. Uh, I finished it because it's massive. It's called Metaphysical Themes 1274 to 1671 by Robert Passnow. And I mean, it's a beast, but it was so helpful in understanding um, the terminology and the meaning behind it of this era. So if you read like stuff from the scholastic era, era, from the medieval era, talking about form, prime matter, and Modes and all of these things that you see even in a lot of contemporary theology. And it's kind of confusing what exactly those things are supposed to mean. And he just spends chapter after chapter just kind of explaining it and walking through the primary sources. And I found it utterly helpful, especially if you're really into understanding the theology that's coming out of that time period. I know a lot of our listeners are probably into like Reformed Orthodox theology. I think this is going to shed light on a ton of the terminology that you're reading in guys like Turretin and, and those type of, of authors, uh, Peter van Maastricht and so on. You're going to understand the terminology that they're using in way better depth if you get this book. I, I mean, I told you it's a beast. It's over 700 pages. It's not light reading. I don't think you're going to read it like, you know, sitting out in the hammock enjoying yourself with a drink. I, I, you, I mean, you're going to have to bring your pen and write stuff down and everything, but I think it's worth the plotting. So those are the books I have. Um, you've got articles you said. Yeah. So I went back
1: through and um, after I found, I didn't even know they had a journal, but um, so RTS is journal reform, faith and practice. It's free online. So when I found that I went back through some old uh, issues and one in, in volume one uh, issue, Number three, there's a, an article by Derek Thomas in there um, called A Pastoral Theology of, of Suffering. And there's nothing in this article that's like groundbreaking or, you know, it's going to be super like, oh, I've never heard that before. But it really is a good it just kind of walks you through, you know, the problem of evil. And then what are what should our pastoral responses be um, to to the, the, the problem of evil? So I, it's a pretty short article. Uh, it will not take you long to read. You're in the ministry, and I think this is definitely um, a good article to go to to see, you know, how from a reformed uh, perspective um, you can. And it does have a little bit of philosophical jargon in it, but he does define the word. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, you're going to need uh, to know a lot about philosophy to even be able to follow it. So that's a good one. And also um, in volume two, same journal, volume two, number one. There's an article by Michael Haken called uh, Biblical Exegesis in Fourth Century Trinitarian Debates, Context, Contours, and, well, I'm just going to say it, resourcement, but I'm not going to try to give the the French flair because I will mess that up. But this was really helpful for me. Um, It it just walks you back through a lot of stuff that you already know, but then it gets into a lot of um, more specifics about, uh, the early creeds and how they formulated what they had to say about the Holy Spirit, uh, in, in the, uh, early church and their formation of the creeds. I think a lot of times, you know, we focus on the deity of Christ and Arianism and things like that, but there was a good bit in here, um, that was devoted to, uh, how doctrine developed and the the creedal formula developed as related to uh, the Holy Spirit. So.
0: Good stuff. Yep. Well, I don't have anything else. and I don't think you have anything else. I don't know. So... We will close up shop well before the 15-minute mark. You're welcome to our listeners. Um, and again, I mean, people have been sending me different ideas for guests and different ideas for um, just topics on the show. If you have those, send them to us. You can email us at contact at com or you can direct message us wherever you're on if you're on Facebook you can message us there if you're on Twitter you can message us there and if you're on Instagram which we have now you can message us there. I think that's where all the cool kids are. Um, me and Brandon are not that cool, so I'm trying to navigate my way through it. But let us know your thoughts or your ideas if you if if you like this episode, you want us to repurpose it somewhat, retool it, you know, let us know. Say, "Hey, I would really benefit if you guys took the full 15 minutes just to walk through one article or one book. You know, I, I'm happy to entertain other ideas or even other episode potential things that we could do in the future. Um, I think I've gotten a lot of good feedback on this format. So I think you guys like it, and we're definitely going to keep doing it. But we really do appreciate your feedback on making the show better. Uh, We want to serve you guys. We want to serve pastors. We want to serve students and we want to serve laymen. Uh, So we want to make sure that this is a useful thing for you guys and not just something that we're broadcasting into the air uh, for either no one's good or for our own egos. We're not trying to do that. We're legitimately trying to help people. So if you have ideas, let us know. We're happy to uh, incorporate them, entertain them. Uh, And again, thanks for all the great feedback so far. Uh, it really does encourage me to know that this is useful at least to a couple people. That's pretty awesome on my mind. Um, But anyway, we thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the London Lyceum. Uh, I think we're the only analytic Baptist and Confessional podcast that exists. Uh, We're a unicorn podcast that tries to combine both all three things. And we thank you for tuning in. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app.